So I'm like, Pete. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am joined by my two rather dazzling co-hosts. Who are you? Oh, I'm Sam Randazzo, but you guys already knew that. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And to my left, it is none other than our very own Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. How are you doing? How's everybody doing today? Good? You good? Too many, too many dagos in this room. There is. There's a lot of a lot of uh, Terracini energy in here right now. Three dagos and an Irishman. He's like, shut up before you feel the back of me hand. <laughs> Behind the computer, as always. Italian. It's Bruce the tugboat. Vindity. Behind the computer, high as Very always. Italian with that last name. But... Emmerich? Are we? Are, is Emmerich coming? Bruce back? the Emmerich. No. He, no. Yeah. You, Emmerich. You, you, you un- Emmerich. He's not an Emmerich. No. He's un- he's definitely a Venditti. I see pictures of his daddy, and they have the same hairline. And, and guess what? They they look alike. Uh, they do. Outside have, the blonde hair. We have a lot to discuss today, so we're going to get right into it. Don't worry. There will be a tipped softball update, a tipped meats update, all coming at the end of the episode. But for right now, we're, we're balls deep into training camp, and we, we need to get into it right off the bat today. So without further ado. I'd say the controversy of the week starts off with <laughs> a bottle of Chevis, <laughs> Jim Ursay, a bottle of Chevis, and, and Twitter. Is One that of what he drinks? <laughs> is that what he drinks? Is Chevis? Do we know that? Oh, I'm sure he does. He's got uh, any, some any, premium anything whiskey. That's alcohol, related. more ice on the Chevis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I, I don't know where this all this came pretty much out of nowhere. Uh, Jonathan Taylor wanted an extension, more money, a raise. I guess they took this to the Colts. Jim Irsay essentially gave him the big fuck you. And no, then No, I wouldn't say it was the big fuck you. He No, he gave him the big fuck it's you. A moderate, it's, it's a moderate fuck you. Listen, if this guy's doing his own if you. he's doing his own Twitter, I'm impressed because there was no spelling errors. And no slurring anywhere. Listen, he's he. I bet you Jim Irsay has somebody there to type things out. For oh, him. I'm sure he's slobbering it to him. Yeah, no, I, I disagree. I think he's the most like I don't want to say down to earth because he's he's certainly not down to earth. But I think he's the most like middle class of the NFL owners. He's just a guy that got the he's team a regular from his dad. Guy. He's a regular guy. He's in a band. He plays guitar. He gets drunk as shit. He tweets. Um, <laughs> I, I would hang out with him. Yeah, I I totally would. There's too. two guys in the NFL who would hang out with. One is Dan Campbell. The other one is Jim Irsay. So after Jim Irsay gave Jonathan Taylor the moderate sized fuck you, uh, Jonathan Taylor's camp then requested a trade, to which Jim Irsay then again gave him a moderate fuck you and said, "We're not trading him. Not happening." So can you get the the full tweet that Jim Irsay said regarding himself and Jonathan Taylor? Can you find that? Because it was like a fantastic tweet. Uh, here we go. July 26th, NFL running back situation. We have negotiated a CBA that took years of effort and hard work and compromise in good faith by both sides. To say now that a specific player category wants another negotiation after the fact, it's inappropriate. Some agents are selling bad faith. I think that tweet. Is, is what started this. Yeah, so that's what started it, but that's that's not just addressed to Jonathan Taylor. So obviously that's addressed the, to everyone. That's addressed to all of the running Correct. backs who are on that Zoom meeting. That's what that is, because their agents are telling them one thing, 
And I think that's a bigger picture tweet that also covers his star running back, Jonathan Taylor. I think he falls under that category. But can you get the one that says, like, we're not going to matter long after we're gone? Can you find that um, one? I, I'm looking for it. It was deleted. I think it may be gone. No. But I'm sure I can find it through the, you know, through the channels here. But I don't think it's on Twitter unless he mentioned. Did I'm going to try and find it. Did he mention Jonathan? Was it at Jonathan Taylor? No, but I think he has mentioned Jonathan. Yeah, no, I think he did say Jonathan Taylor's name. So, um, give me one second. I gotta, I gotta find this. I know I I'll, we'll be able to find the screenshot, but I'm trying to find it here on Twitter. Actually, either way, that in itself shocked the shit out of me because I, I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting all this to, to happen. No, it's gone. I think the tweet is actually since been deleted. Uh, but. Not a picture of it somewhere. I'm looking for the picture of it right now. Um, this is important because there's it adds. I feel bad we're not talking right now. Oh, here I got it. I got it. Okay. It's this is something Jim Irsay tweeted that's apparently now gone. He said, "If I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's gonna miss us. The league goes on." I mean, that's like. That, that covers was, everything. That, that's yeah. about fucking, that covers everything. That's about five Manhattans in. It's five. I, you know, <laughs> I, I was gonna call that three and a half Manhattans. Okay. And I think he may have missed the he on the back end. He may have missed the dash of sweet vermouth on one of them, and that's why I say <laughs> I say uh, three and a half because, you know, he's he's there, but he's not totally there in terms of how drunk he is. But it, I'm it's sure true. He passed out right after that one. As as much as an owner shouldn't be tweeting that, it's true. Right. It's true. It's it completely true. true. Every element of it Can't is, is true. It. It, and it goes back to the Saudis buying a team. It goes back to uh, us watching Ray Rice. Like, we're still going to watch this shit. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It'll it doesn't the, matter. It'll always go on long after Correct. Jonathan Taylor, Jim Irsay. The, the game is bigger than Dan Snyder. The, the game is so much bigger than that. And he's saying, like, it don't matter what the owners do. No one cares about what the running backs are doing. People are going to sit down and watch football on Sundays. It's going to happen no matter what. Yep. No one cares if you don't show up, Jonathan Taylor, because we're going to get another running back. And people are going to watch Anthony Richardson. That's it. And they're going to and they're going to come because he's the new face is, of the franchise. The of the so they better get over that. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. Now, yep. does that mean Jonathan Taylor shouldn't be paid? No. I think that the running backs should get a little bit more money. It makes sense why they don't. Um, I think in the next CBA, we've talked about it already, ad nauseum. I think in the next CBA, it's going to get covered. Um, this whole – the running back thing is just crazy, and I just feel like it's spiraling, and this is a yeah, really good is, example of it spiraling. I, I don't want to sound really bad here, but uh, agents for players are trying to get as much money as possible for them, which that's their job. I get it. But when you start, like Ursay said – the last time they had their little agreement that was not brought up or it actually was brought up and and they they decided to move on with it so it's it's on them either way the players signed go the talk deal. to your player it's, rep your yes. your player rep uh union guy go talk to his ass so this is the next big question mark here is well, what happens next um it's either he plays or he fucking sits well, uh, this now the rumor is that the Colts are considering Putting him on the non-football injury list. Okay. Which would forfeit his entire 2023 salary. 
Okay. And not he would not be able to but play. But there's a story behind that. Indeed there is. Go. Oh, you want me to do it? Okay. Go. So supposedly, <laughs> supposedly, and this is a rumor, and then it's also been debunked down the road by Jonathan Taylor with his own tweet. Um, the rumor has it that – so he left camp. Jonathan Taylor left camp when, when – Ursa, he, he was at camp, and Ursay started popping off. He left. He's not getting his contract. He doesn't want to be there anymore in the last year of his deal. So supposedly the Colts are saying that he reported some sort of back injury in the offseason that wasn't football-related. And if you're on the NFI for a non-football-related injury, they don't have to pay you, and they could roll his contract in the next year. So now the Colts are playing hardball in return. Yeah, but he came out and said that that was not true, that instantly, he did not have a back Instantly, injury. within a couple hours, yeah. he tweeted out that that wasn't true. He said, I never had, I never reported a back injury, never even heard of this. I don't know if you want to pull out that tweet, Sam. I don't know where it is. but so it's, it's not looking good between the organization and him, basically. It's I, not looking good. I feel like it's a it's a divorce in the making. And Uncle Sam, you and I talked about this a couple minutes ago before the show started. I personally think the Colts are a very well run organization. Um, they have been for a while. Sands two hiccups, which is uh, Bob Ursay. What was his, what was his dad's name? Was it Robert Ursay? I don't yes. know his name. Bob Ursay moving the Colts out of Baltimore in the middle of the night, which is one of the original 30 for 30s, by the way, if you guys don't know that story. He literally moved the Colts from Baltimore to Indianapolis in the middle of the night X amount of years ago. And then number two. A lot of years um, ago. A lot of years ago. <laughs> number two was uh, uh, John Elway getting drafted there and saying, I ain't fucking playing there, which worked out for both parties, I would say, because eventually the Colts got Peyton Manning and eventually uh, – uh, John Elway got his Super Bowls in Denver. But other than that, the Colts are a pretty well-run franchise. Yes. I think it says a lot for someone like Peyton Manning to be there for X amount of years. And even their divorce was very amicable. We talked about that as well. And they got Andrew Luck. And when Andrew Luck retired early, they could have taken the Fords route and taken his massive signing bonus. It was, it was in the t tens of millions of dollars. But they go, no, you keep it. Andrew Luck, whereas the the Lions pulled Calvin Johnson's $1 million signing bonus and did the same to Barry Sanders. They're, yep. for the most part, a well-run organization. So it's weird that all these players have requested trades over the last year alone. I think there's been three players that have said, I just yeah, don't want to play It seems there. like when uh, a player now has some kind of issue, if he's not being paid or whatnot, that they uh, the first thing they do is request a trade. Mm -hmm. It's like a big red button that says trade, yeah, and they're trade. just hammering yeah, the button. Yeah. Oh, trade you're not going to give me what trade I want? Me. I want to trade. Uh, the, the tweet from Jonathan Taylor was, never had back pain, never reported back pain, not sure whose sources are, but find new ones at ESPN. After ESPN came out with a report that said Jonathan Taylor was injured, he injured his back well he sustained the injury while not playing for Indianapolis. And, so, and Jim Irsay has also since said, and in, in probably in tweet form, I think that's probably the only way he can communicate these days is via tweet. Um, Jim Irsay has since said, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor. Not now, not in October, whenever the trade deadline. We're not trading him. So um, we'll see how this ends. I think it ends with him getting at least a little bit of money. But if he's asking for that money that Saquon didn't get – and there was also a report that Josh Jacobs got big money that if Saquon was offered it, Saquon would have taken it. Um, I don't think Taylor's going to get that 11 to $12 million, which is probably what it's going to take, mm -hmm. it seems like. Um, but we'll see. I don't, I don't know why you would ever hold out from playing He's football. He's a little younger, point, but... so he might get it. 
He might. Yeah. At this point, we're talking about these guys. I, it doesn't look out. like it, but <laughs> they, they get paid a lot of money. But if you do well and you're good, like and Jonathan Taylor was the top player in fantasy at one point. If you're that good, you know, you should be getting crazy endorsements on the back end. At this point, just take your two or three million dollar pay cut. Hope that it works down the road, but like, don't not play football. Don't not get paid. Yeah, because I, I, I still remember Le'Veon Bell, and when he sat that entire year and then wound up going to the Jets, hurt him. He lost something big. He it lost. Hurt him. He lost his momentum. He lost his. He was not the effective player he was prior to that. Mm-hmm. And I think these guys sitting a whole year, I, I, I don't think is a good thing for him. I really don't. I agree. Um, obviously. The next big question that was on everyone's mind is, okay, so if the Colts do fold and trade Jonathan Taylor, where would he go? The top betting team right now is Kansas City. Can they afford him? They can't afford him. They can't afford him. I can't even imagine. I mean, imagine if you threw a healthy Your your quarterback's making $60, $70 million. There's no way they can afford him. He's he's the betting favorite as of right now. Yeah. So that's I mean, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is at the point of his career where he's like I'm I'm gonna go win a Super Bowl now. I think there's he's at the he's point of his career where he's he's, not he's like I'm young and I want I want to get paid for what I've done. So that that doesn't even make sense. This was Ezekiel Elliott. I would say okay, or mm-hmm. somebody like that. Derrick Henry. I would say okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Not Taylor. So. That's going to be a situation to monitor. No. I, don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. It's either he's going to sit or he's no. going to play. He'll, Bottom he'll, line, he'll show up there. And I think that's a great. I think the Colts. It's a great time to be a Colts fan. They're probably a year or two away and a wide receiver or two away. But there's a lot of good things brewing there. It's a great franchise. It's done well. It's a good time to be a fan in that division. And I don't know why he'd want to avoid that. Yeah, they, they've won. Look when Manning was there. What was it? 11, 12 straight years for the playoffs. Yeah. So. This is the other aspect of this. Um, the number two running back in Indianapolis, Zach Moss, broke his arm, and he's out for the next six to eight weeks. So, right. I'm. Does and that, all these tweets came out right after this. Does that twist <laughs> the Colts' arm at all? I mean, I don't they, think so. Are they going to have to go out and find somebody? I, I don't think not. so because listen, it wouldn't surprise me if Jim Irsay goes out and signs Ezekiel Elliott or yeah. somebody like that. Yeah. Just just to show everybody that he's swinging. I think at the end of the day the teams and the owners always have the leverage. Salute. It's just like in it's just like in real life. They always have the rev- the leverage. The people with the money are always the ones that are in power and life goes on without Jonathan Taylor. That's what yeah. Jim Irsay said himself and the Colts aren't expecting to be anything crazy big this year. So why would they break the bank to bring him back? I think Taylor signs a short extension, two- or three-year extension. Probably two years, it'll be incentive-laden like Saquon's was, maybe $11 million if he's lucky, $12 million, and then they go from there. I think that's how this ends. I, th- I think this falls yeah. under that category of it probably gets solved Unless it totally it gets doesn't. shot down within the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so probably the other biggest drama piece of the weekend uh, was – the Sean Payton versus Nathaniel Hackett oh, versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I don't even know what to call this. Everybody's taking shots at each other. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said that Sean Payton needs to keep his coach's name out of his mouth. Um, oh, God. 
actually, Salah just, got involved. A, actually, in it I seen what his reply was to that, and and he said he was surprised that another coach would talk about another coach like that publicly. And I think he's right in that sense. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually kind of surprised to see the quotes from Peyton talking about what a shit show it was there. It's not like he lied. He told the truth of what was going on there. And I don't have an issue with that. But I, I think to, to put that out there publicly, that's tight. It's tight. Well, there's a, another piece to this that is actually that makes this all kind of cute. Um the first week that they're eligible to flex a game into Sunday night. Week five. Happens to be week five. and happens to be Denver versus the Jets. So okay. that one's going to be. A lot of bolt and board material thing, right thing. there. Yeah. I love this controversy just because I hate Aaron Rodgers so much. <laughs> and um, it's been fun to keep up with it. Sean Payton was totally in the wrong. Like that, I feel like that was unprecedented for a coach to come in and say, oh, this is all fucked up thanks to the last guy. And a guy that's still in the league, let alone a guy that you're going to see on your schedule. And this was a lot of bulletin board material, and I think that's why Yeah, Sean... but I, I think to a sense he wasn't lying. He was telling the fucking I, truth. I believe I it. Mean... I believe it. And then yeah. similarly, um, I, I've been hearing about Jonathan Gannon in Arizona and how there's a zero tolerance policy. And it, he's a first year head coach, Jonathan Gannon. He's, you know, a guy that we didn't even think of as a coaching candidate. And the guys that were playing for Cliff Kingsbury the last couple of years are now showing up in Arizona. And apparently there's a zero tolerance policy. You can't be a minute late for a meeting. Everything's got to be on time. You got to make weight. There's no leeway for everything. And I guess that's how you change a culture. And maybe Sean Payton's trying to do that. And I'm sure there's instances of that in the NFL where you take over a disaster. And Denver was an unmitigated disaster last year. We know that much. Yeah, but I I just think him coming out publicly and and saying that. Completely out of line. I think so. Completely out of line. And I feel like that's why Sean Payton made this a little less fun by walking it back as quick as he did. Because I think that. Yeah, he declined to comment on. The comments. He he walked it back so quick that it just feels like he knew in real time that that was regrettable what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, and, I and think it's so almost too. as if no one even told him to to say you made a mistake. He knew he made a mistake, and he made some sort of comment and half-assed apology. He said he was going to reach out to Hackett, which apparently he hasn't. But he made the comment that he had his fox hat on, which makes sense if you're talking that like that was analyst talk. This was a disaster. This and that. And it just goes back to these are two prove-it teams that have a lot of pressure on two Super Bowl-winning yet aging quarterbacks that we think might have something left but might not. And they're teams that are very hyped. I mean, I'm I'm low on Denver. I'm not low on the Jets. I'm lower than a lot of people on the Jets, but I think they're still going to be good. And I'm exce- like I love this drama. This is this is reality show drama. Oh, 100%. I love what Sean Payton said. Yep. Even though it was stupid, I love what Robert Sala said. Hackett's response was so dumb. He go- he said that he mentioned that there was a code. Did you see that? Nathaniel Hackett goes, "There's just a code," and he broke the code. He didn't even deny that he was a fucking disaster last year no. in Denver. No, he, he didn't just even kind of owned it. He just said, "There's a code, and you don't do that." And uh, I'm excited. I, I love that Aaron Rodgers bitch-ass chimed <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, I, I don't know what the Week 5 Sunday night game is. I don't know what any of the games are that week, but I'm circling Week 5 that week. Right now, the Sunday night game is Dallas-San Francisco. I am so much more into yeah, this. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. By, by the way, I've seen a little clip of Dak Prescott well, throwing well, his nice pick. 
we're going to talk about training that training camp. We'll get there. Shit Actually, bag. perfectly enough, there's <laughs> actually a lot of sorry. quarterback. <laughs> sorry, I, I broke itinerary. I'm sorry. That's okay. Mike. There's a lot of quarterback stuff to talk about. I'm going to go off script okay. for one second because I have a question for both of you. Please. I want you to sum it up kind of quick, but give me an accurate description. What are the realistic expectations versus your perceived results for Russell Wilson this year? What? Okay. Russell Wilson at, at, at a point in recent memory was a top three, top four quarterback in this league. Yes. Last year was the biggest. Was the, they were the biggest dumpster fire in the NFL. I mean, he was. Pretty much. What are the expectations versus what you think will actually happen for him this year? You first. Well, I, I expect them to at least, at least if they can't win ten games, I, I call it a failure for them. Yes, but I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Denver. I'm talking about him personally. Him because personally, he was a train wreck. Well, right? he's got to remember how to play football. He played well the last few weeks of the season, so I'll give that to him. He didn't play well. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He played well with he, what they he had. Improved. He improved upon what Correct. he was the first 10 weeks. When he yeah, was at the, the first 10 weeks, he was awful. When we were at the, what was it, Russell Wilson has more bathrooms than he does touchdown passes? Correct. Yeah. I think he played well over that. I know what you're saying, but go ahead. He was he, he was playing well right at the end of the season, and I think if he can carry that momentum on into this season here, which, you know what, sometimes teams – Hackett lost his team. He lost his team early on, actually. Because if you remember, a couple of the defensive tackles were coming out publicly and losing their minds about how bad they were. They went one in seven to yeah. end the year. Well, I, I mean, but he played a lot better. I mean, they were not even fucking in it I mean, at that point. Christmas Day against the Rams. 214 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Okay. I mean, his last game of the year was by far his best game of the year against the Chargers. They beat the yes. Chargers to, on the last game of the year. And he was two, 283, three touchdowns, only one pick. And I, if I'm not mistaken, that's the reason why were the Chargers home field for that first round? They were. No, they, they lost. They lost. They lost they had to, to, Jacksonville. to Jacksonville. They had to go to yeah. Jacksonville. His QBR for last year yeah. was 36.7. That's pretty bad. All right. So what was what was the question? <laughs> Expectation versus reality on what this year is for Russell Wilson. Okay, I think so. So this is the thing. It's it's all it's all it's all mucked up. Like it's 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 a giant pile of dog shit. No matter how we spin they it, they had they had some major major injuries last year. They did, and guess what? Yes. I'm skipping ahead right now. Two of his top three targets are already injured right now, and Correct. KJ Hamler, who's going to be out a little bit, and Patrick and Tim for the Patrick Torres Achilles. So you're already down to just Cortland Sutton, who I think is also coming off of an injury, if I remember correctly. And who? Judy. And Jerry Judy. Isn't he injured or no? No. No, he's not. I don't think he is. Regardless. Regardless. I think he improves upon what he did last year. I do not believe in any of the, oh, Russell Wilson's been working out and as good as ever. Because they were going to London last year, and supposedly he was high-stepping and doing high knees on the plane. And on the on the way to London, and they were still shit. They were still they were still garbage. So I think not having some receivers off the rip, bad start, rough start for him. And I personally just don't believe in that Sean Payton. You know what? It being so early in camp that these guys are going down like that. Mm -hmm. At least they have an opportunity 
to get out there in free agency and bring a couple of guys in to where it's not going to hurt. And there's nothing. guys like Julio Jones is floating out there. There's there's receivers. There's, there's guys out catchers. there. There's there's quite a few guys. Russell Wilson improves. Sam. Russell Wilson improves. I don't think Denver. I'm. It's another team that everyone I think is high on, and I'm not. And I'm not giving Sean Payton that crap. I gotta see it. Sean Payton was a great coach. I mean, he had one or two really solid years. They fizzled out at the end, and maybe it's because Drew Brees was old. And I know he got Drew Brees after an ACL injury and went to a Super Bowl and won it with him. You're getting Russell Wilson like at the very back end of his career, and I don't know what's well, left if in he's the tank. Healthy, if he's healthy. He should do. He should play decently. I and I agree with if that. If he's healthy, it should be the the short response. And and I know you asked the question almost ten minutes ago. My bad. That's okay. Our bad. My, the okay. the short answer. The short response is. I think he's improved over last year. I don't think Denver. I think Denver might still be third in that division. Can I? Can I? Just a little tidbit here, please. Uh he's going to be thirty five years old. Okay, halfway through the year. So what? Okay, and he's a and five listen, foot eleven. Age, age means nothing for quarterbacks. Don't believe that. You could throw that right in the trash can. It. Don't believe that. You could throw that in the trash can. Not not with a guy who spent the beginning of his career the way that Russell Wilson did. Russell Wilson wasn't uh, a forty year old uh, quarterback at thirty five who sat in the pocket and did nothing but throw the ball his entire career. Russell Wilson's had some licks on him. That's number one. Number two, it. it I don't. Th- I think there's something between the ears with him. I don't think football's the. He's insane. It's God. It's, it's God. I mean, in between the ears. Bro. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't think. I think Russell Wilson, even healthy, doesn't finish out the year as a starter for the Denver Broncos. You can call it a hot take. Call it whatever you want. They've got the entire bank invested in him. I think it's done. It's a hot take, but I, I, think I could see done. it. I could totally see that happening. I, I just. I can't see. There was such a massive regression, all right? And the, here we go. You, you can't put the finger on him. It goes back to Seattle. And, and Pete Carroll is big of a fucking scumbag. His, his last is. year in Seattle? Is Maybe big, he was two. injured. Geno, Geno Smith had the same receiving core and did a lot. A lot more than Russell, than, yeah. than Russell did. But he wasn't also playing injured like fucking Russell Wilson Guess what? was. Yeah, Guess what? True. He, was, he played injured that so last year. What was the year excuse was for last year? Uh, what blame it all on Nathaniel Hackett. It, it was a fucking shit show there. Right. So, well, no, <laughs> I I think they had a rash of injuries, but they're they already, obviously they're already in trouble. Offensively, they were obviously not a deep team. Uh, obviously, yeah, but we're already I mean, back there. So I, I don't know. Payton, I don't know what to wheel. I'll be honest. I don't think this is it. So you don't think Sean Payton's a good enough coach for them? No, to win? I don't. You uh, want to know why? Games? Do you want to know why? I do. You want to know why? Because Sean Payton doesn't remind me of Sean Payton of old anymore. I feel like there's a certain arrogance about Sean Payton now, going back to this Hackett shit, going back to the No, he was arrogant back when he was with the Saints. I he was an arrogant worse. asshole then, too. I think it's worse. I don't think this team's as talented as we thought they were again. Like, going into this offseason, oh, the receiving core looks great. Oh, now they're, half of them are hurt. Got, I don't see it. They got uh, Sammy Perrine from uh, Cincinnati. Listen, I'm going to double down on what Zolo said. I think they could finish behind Oakland. Oh, I think. Or that, Vegas. I, I got a feeling they will finish third. third I think at least yeah, third. At like, least That's third. what I thought. And I think the teams that they're with, are. Uh, I, we had this conversation. This is one of my hottest takes. One I of think. these teams are going to regress. 
whether it's the char- I think the, the Chargers, Chargers are gar- I think they're just poorly coached, and I think that the I don't believe as much in the Sean Payton factor. You're gonna hate. You're gonna hate this, but it, it's especially applicable to Russ. I think Pete Carroll's one of the greatest coaches ever. I just I, you can't deny what he's done at every level, except for the early part of his NFL career in the 2000s with the Patriots. That was a dumpster fire. Uh, what was it? Was it the Jets? Yeah, yeah, but whatever it was. Yeah, um, he was awful there too. So I, <laughs> I just think that I don't think Sean Payton's going to captivate that Russ magic like Pete Carroll did, where he just threw out the rookie third rounder. We're all, we're all going to see here real soon. We're going to see it real soon. It's just a bad division. Uh, let's move on to New England. Belichick was asked who his QB one was, and he said, "Quote unquote, everyone's out there competing." That's and then they said, Bill so, Belichick answer. so does that mean that Mac Jones isn't your guaranteed starter? And Belichick said, everyone's out there competing. So you brought any- up a good point. You brought up a good point with that comment just now. Is that just typical Bill Belichick or does yes. he mean it? Sam? No, I think he means it too. I think he means it as well. I, I think, think that I, I'm going to be honest. I think the Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones has soiled himself in that locker room so many times. I did see the pictures of him and Ezekiel Elliott out to dinner in New York over the weekend. That was interesting to me. Extremely interesting to me. I, I, what do you think they talked about? I don't know, because I don't see a situation where Zeke ends up in New England. Why would Ezekiel Elliott be out to dinner with who? Mac Jones. I, I do see Zeke ending up in New England if they don't land Delvin Cook. I think that's where Zeke... That's my gun to my head I, prediction I agree. ends up. I agree I, with that. I don't think... I, it's just fucked up, but I don't think... I would be shocked to see Matt Jones starting for the New England Patriots week 16 and week 17. Bailey Zappi was just too serviceable last year. Yeah. He was way too serviceable. And we, Mac Jones had an okay rookie year, all things considered. Last year off the rail with injuries. It is what it is. But he hasn't put together like a very consistent pattern no. for his entire career. And Zappi not, was not just totally his fault either. He had he no. had a giant shit bag as an offensive coordinator last year, mm-hmm. and that was god awful. Yeah, right. That being said, this is a really bad for Tom Brady. For a decade and a half, it was a really good time to be in that division. For Mac Jones, it's well, the their, worst. Their system was plug and play back then. Oh yeah, but also every one of those franchises were dumpster garbage. fires. All, yeah. all three of the those Jets franchises were garbage. Were the Dolphins were garbage. They, they each had like very yep. small stints. Like the Rex Ryan Jets went to two straight Correct. championship games. Um, the Dolphins made teeny tiny pushes here and there. The Bills got good at the end of the Brady era. Right. Um, this is the opposite. They are the bottom feeders of that division, and I think Belichick is talking like Belichick, but also serious. He's he's not going to give a shit, and he'll pull the plug whenever he wants to. What, what's right. your week one gut telling you? It's Mac Jones week one because it's an but investment. We don't know who it is week two. Yeah, I mean we got to we got to see him Jones play until he just shits the bed. And the Patriots, I don't think have so many holes to the point where like it doesn't matter. I think that quarterback is a major question for them going forward. And I don't I just don't think Mac Jones is it. I believe in the fact that the Alabama quarterbacks kind of lacklustered um Sands Jalen Hurts and Sands Tua, but you want to know might be the, wrong. The scary part about this is New England has Philly week 1. Ooh. They have Miami week 2. Ooh. At the Jets week three. Ooh. So what are you saying? They could open up all in three? Uh, I think on Sunday, October 1st at Dallas, 
Bailey Zappi is going to be your starting quarterback for the New Okay. Year. Those are four straight like well Gauntlet. I mean I mean the Dolphins took a took a hit a little bit but those are four straight rock solid defenses. Oh yeah. yeah. Top 10 defenses. Yeah, and I think Mac Jones I think people are calling for Mac Jones job after week 1. That's going to be the problem cuz I think Philadelphia's going to stop. The only thing they might have going for them is it's Brady. They're retiring. Listen, we, we we watched them go into Buffalo and win a game, and Bailey Zappi threw for 14 yards. Yeah, that's true. So guess what? The defense is still good. The running game is good. Um, all he's got to do is steer the ship. You never know. They might be a little upset, a couple of these guys, in the first four weeks. You don't know. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, it, Trey Lance. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Isn't that bad? How just somebody's name and you're laughing. Uh, reports are that Trey Lance is struggling pretty badly in 49ers camp. Uh, it is looking like it's Purdy 1, Darnold 2, and Trey Lance 3. Um, at, I mean, at my what, God. At what point do they just not? Close the book on Trey Lance. Well, I, you can't. You have too much invested in him to close. Well, the book guess on what? Him, but I mean, you, you bite the bullet. And, nobody. He's yeah. untradeable. Who who would who would offer up anything? Who, for would you rather have Trey Lance or yeah. Sam Darnold? It's, it's you have to. Yeah. Would you rather have Trey Lance or Sam yeah, Darnold? So Purdy right goes, now, Purdy goes down. Who do you trust Darnold. to win the game? It's, it's Darnold. Darnold. It's probably Darnold. Yeah. It's probably just, Darnold. Just because off of what we've seen, Darnold last year was it great? No. He was serviceable. But he was serviceable. So if we're going off of serviceable enough to win a few games, I'm going to throw Darnold out there because you still he don't know what you're lines. getting. Yeah, you he don't know what you're lines. getting out of Lance. So. I think it's interesting because, personally, I, I know you disagree, Uncle Sam. I, I think Brock Purdy's the truth. I think he's very good. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the league. I think he's very suited to run that offense with all that weapon. He's very serviceable. Weapons. That being said, um, people have taught like a lot of the writers have taught or the pundits on TV and it's hot takes. I, I could see the Lions winning the division, hosting a playoff game, winning it. I don't think the Lions are better than the Niners, but the Niners kind of had a week off season. You're still missing Nick Boza there. They have two running backs that are outstanding that get frequently injured. Kittle gets yeah. injured. There's I mean, they lost two quarterbacks last year and they don't have the depth that they used to have at quarterback. I can see why a lot of people would have the Lions, not just the Lions. Like, there's any – whoever's finishing in the top three or four in the NFC, um, why any one of these – if any one of these pegs go out, I could see why the Niners wouldn't be the team that the Eagles take down next year. Um, I, I could see it happening. Oh, I, I think the Eagles could handle them very well. Oh, of course. I, I agree Personally. with that. Personally. I still Especially think the now. Niners, as I think they're better now than they were last year. Uh, I agree. But I still think this is more about the Niners. And I think as it yeah. stands, the Niners are still the second best team in the NFC. In the NFC. I agree. But there's there's a couple pegs that go out where you're thinking like, damn, they might lose the division to Seattle if, if a couple of these things go wrong. Is this what this is going to be again all year? What? You just just heavily dick riding Philadelphia every uh, single Philadelphia week. Philadelphia is out. my pick for the NFC. They're worth the dick riding. Yeah, but I'm so sick of. They're a bunch of scumbag pieces of shit, but I think they're worth the dick riding. Um, they're, it's, they're, it's a matter. They're the best team in the them. NFC. It's a matter of who's under them. Some people say the Lions. Um, I don't think it's any team in the South, but I mean, I I could see why people would say the Lions. It might be another team in the East. I think Wait Dallas for could Sam come to after say them. Tampa Bay. <laughs> We'll see, but this is this. Yeah, I think that they're 
the 49ers could be on the ropes. That j- just, just, just it's it's Dead something last to watch. In the NFC. It's you're, something to watch. Yo, you're so quick to talk shit about Tampa Bay. Uh, I remember Dead last in the NFC. I remember very, very, very short time ago you saying that Kyle Trask would one day take over the NFL. I bet you he does as good as Tom Brady did last year. Anyways. <laughs> uh, moving. Actually, we're going to stay in the NFC South. Uh, let's talk about the Falcons. And Arthur Blank, their head coach, says that he. The leaves. owner. The owner. Home Depot. Oh, Home excuse Depot. me. The owner. What's the coach's name? That's um, that's the FedEx guy. It, yeah. Um, that's uh, Art Smith. The stash Ar- Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Yeah, I got messed up on the double who's, Arthur. Whose father founded FedEx and is worth billions of dollars. He's an heir to FedEx, and he's like, I'm going to go fucking coach in the NFL. Love it. Love it. He's got a great stash going. Great around. stash. And I think he's a good coach, too, Arthur Smith. I do, too. I do, too. He believes in Desmond Ritter, and you know what? So do I. So do I. You have been high on Desmond I'm Ritter. I'm very for high as long on Desmond Ritter. I'm high on the Falcons. Guess what? I can see it. I can see it working out. I know you disagree with me, and I think why, you Why do you say I disagree with because you? Because you do. You why? think Desmond Ritter? I do. I, I honestly thought that Desmond Ritter was going to be a Detroit Lion. Yeah, that's great. At that doesn't point. mean you think he's going to be good. Because you told me over and over. I think he's serviceable, dude. You, you've... I watched him play at Cincinnati. I thought he was I thought he was pretty you good. You have compared him on this show to Malik Willis. No, I haven't. Yes, that's you a, have. That's a fucking lie, dude. Yes, you have. No way. You need to stop right now. Did he go right above now. Malik Willis, too? Didn't he get taken? I think he did get taken. Yes, he did. He went before Malik Willis. I'll, I'll say this much about Desmond Ritter. because So I disagree on how good he's going to be. I, I don't think he's going to be that good. But... I'll, I'll give you two things. Number one, he won in college for two years. I don't think he's the reason. And not, not a really highly touted school either. Yeah, exactly. Cincinnati's not a And sometimes uh, those mid-majors. They're, no, they're not. But they're the first mid-major to make the playoffs, which was impressive. Yeah. They did it with him. But he wasn't, a lot of the time, he wasn't the reason they were winning on that team. They played a lot of inferior opponents, and they played good defense. That's where Sauce Gardner was. Um, so I don't think they won in spite of Desmond Ritter, number one. So I just haven't seen it. But I could see a scenario where they are good because he game manages and you just get the ball to your playmakers. He he won games. So he did something right to get to this point. So I can see it. I just – I'm not taking him over a lot of other court. If Like, okay, you got – you're lining up Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young. We'll take Tampa out of it because it's not going to be Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. But Desmond Ritter – Bryce Young or um, Derek Carr. Which one of those three? I mean, rank those three guys in that division. Rank them? Yeah. Well, I, w- I would go Derek Carr first. Okay. Okay, just because of his experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, man. Probably, I wouldn't even put Ritter in front of. Uh, no, I'm going to say. In Bryce. front of Baker? In front of, uh, not well, Baker Mayfield, no, dude. I I think Baker Mayfield is basically, how should I put this, Sam Darnold? So Ritter's got the keys to the car. Correct. I'm, is he going to drive it? Is he is he going to be well, able to to bring the car? I think around? if if they don't ask too much of him, they could be very successful. I I agree with that. They got to keep the ball on the ground and let him pick his spots. Go ahead. That's the only way they're. going I have to one more test to it that I want to bring up to you guys too. This okay. is the thing. I think you have a toss up situation right now. Between Atlanta and and Carolina. New Orleans, Atlanta. New Orleans, because one, we're going to talk about this later on. 
we don't know how long Kamara's going to be suspended for. It's supposed to break any minute now because he's going to come out of his meeting with Goodell. So they're going to they're gonna be down him. Then there's no... I don't trust New Orleans, and I, and I don't know why yet, but Atlanta has pieces that could win them this shitty division if it all clicked together. It, it, At the same time, we don't know what to expect out of Carolina. Right, right. now, if I had to rank them... I would rank them Bryce Young, Derek Carr, and Desmond Ritter because I think Bryce Young is going to come out and I think he's going to have a really productive year. But I don't know what to expect out of New Orleans because I don't know how it's all going to. I, I personally think that De- Derek Carr is going to show a lot of people some shit. I, I really do. I I think Derek Carr is in the right situation with the right team. They're not going to ask a, uh, a whole hell of a lot out of him. They're well, they have around. to. But see, They're going to pound the, the football. They're going to pound the football and play defense. Pound the football with who? Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams. I got one thing I left out with. Um... Chris Olave's a very good receiver. They they have a talented group of receivers there. The, the I, They're I, saying I the lion's share of snaps. I mean, Jamal Williams is going to do great, but there's a chance that the lion's share of snaps go to Kendra Miller. Who we, yeah. who you and I were both high on, they they kind of stole him in the draft, and that could be a good get for them. Real quick, back to Desmond Ritter. I have one. And why did thing they do? Why add. did they draft him? They knew because they already knew that the Camaro thing there was going to be a situation. This has been lurking for two years. Yep. Um, one last thing on Desmond Ritter because we've talked about this way more than I want to talk about it. Um, his coach was part of the Ryan Tannehill revitalization, and yep. that could be like they're similar quarterbacks, so. That could be a, something very beneficial to him, and he's been in the system two years. I don't remember what Ritter did at the end of the year last year after Mariota went out. I don't remember if it was productive. I don't think it was because they were down some guys. Uh, Tyler Algier was having a, a monster three weeks at the end of the season. <laughs> I don't. I don't see any crazy. I wouldn't be shocked if they take a quarterback next year in that deep draft. I don't know about their, their Caleb Williams ready, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see them take a quarterback next year. But if they really way. shit to bet hard and finish last, you could see them in a Caleb Williams yeah, deal. Yeah, that's what it would take. But I don't yeah. think they're worse than Tampa. So, um, Funny enough, Malik Willis. Oh, God. Uh, there are reports coming out of Titans camp that he is, quote-unquote, showing major improvement. The problem is, is, from what we've already seen from Malik Willis, even with major improvement, it still can't be it's that It's still great. a shit show. I mean, it because it was just so pathetically bad. I mean, what is the game plan with Tennessee? Is it Are you going to just let this guy run around back there and well, fucking take a is, shot? There's no... I can't fathom how he starts the season. I can't fathom how he starts any games. Because you're either going to start Tannehill because you got him, or you're gonna go Malik, or you're gonna go uh, Will, Will Levis. Levis because I just why why Will would Levis you draft Will Levis? Correct. Why Malik Willis is the I odd see, man out in my mind. I could see Will Levis. He he slipped for a reason, and I could see a scenario where he sits. I, I don't know. They're not gonna carry. I have a hard time seeing them carry three quarterbacks. And, so and from see. what I'm hearing, if Malik Willis is vastly improved, that means he's gonna get cut right before training camp. Yeah, right after training camp, and then another team takes yeah. a flyer on him as a backup. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. We got Sam Howell in there too after Desmond oh. Ritter. T- oh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell. I like we'll, Sam. We'll Howell. let you pop off on him, Uncle, Uncle Sam. Sam loves Sam. Suppos- I like Sam Howell. I really he's do. Looked really good. I think he's a good player. Yeah, 
I do. This is a we have a, a down the road here. We have a, tom, a topic of conversation that covers this. You just hear, oh, this guy looks good in camp, and Sam Howell's part of that. Oh, this guy's been looking good in camp conversation. Well, I think there's there's something to that too because I think like what he said. It, it, there's one of two reasons. Either they like Haneke Bolt for a reason. And he was probably the most solid guy they had, and obviously if if basically if Howell basically beat him out so is what it is i think ron rivera knows what he's doing too i do too i don't know what to think about that because here's the thing i mean is washington washington's gonna finish in last place in their division and, and it is what it is i don't know about that how you think i don't know about that i i think there's there's other teams that are gonna struggle Ooh, the Giants, Dallas, or Philadelphia? Who do I think is going to shit the bed? Who do you think the is going to shit Cowboys. the bed worse than the, the Dallas Reds Cowboys? Team? Might finish last in their Come fucking division on, this year. Dude. The Cowboys are so wild because they could finish last, or yep. they could easily make the championship. You know, like they they one they're of the two. One, one of the two. Do you think Dallas could? Is there's a possibility Dallas doesn't win ten games? Yes. Wow. God it's, bless. A, it's a tough schedule. They have a very tough schedule. And you think there's... Mike McCarthy is their coach. What more do I need to say? Yes, but this is the thing. You're forgetting. Dak Prescott is the the quarterback. Cowboys every year win 11, 12, or 13 games and then shit the bet in week one of the playoffs. The fucking comes down the road. Right. I know what you're saying. The commanders are not winning more than six or seven games. I will say say this for the Dallas Cowboys. Deuce Vaughn will be the starting running back by the end of the year. By 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 week eight. Oh. Why? Take up line? Why? You just like Deuce Vaughn because you guys are the same height, okay? <laughs> That's the only reason. Uh we gotta talk about the Raiders. Jimmy G and uh Max Crosby getting into a fight. Couple notes here before we even start off. One, if there's so if there's a dude that I wouldn't want to fuck with, it'd be Max Crosby. I he know seems, you he seems unhinged. Yeah, he but he, he seems unhinged. Yeah, see, he thinks he's a pussy. He's got um, full I, I didn't tattoos. say that, dude. You're sitting here. I, all I said is this. Listen, I've liked Max Crosby ever since he's come out of college. Yeah, I like okay. his game. I, I like his intensity. Yeah, but would you want to fight him? He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. Would you want to fight him? I would fight him. I wouldn't be fucking scared of him. Jimmy G, I give you a lot of props, dude. Jimmy G is Jimmy G is a pretty. good looking dude. He's way and too pretty. And for him to, to risk his, his good Superman looks on a guy like Max Crosby, yeah, no. I give him a thousand percent on no. that one. That, that's just stupid. Why? Um, because he's too pretty. What? You think Absolutely. Jimmy G's been in what a fight? You? No, look exactly. at him. He's and gorgeous. You know, so you pick the big, you pick the biggest, <laughs> craziest, scariest dude on the my, team. My wife loves Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I mean everybody's wife loves Jimmy Garoppolo. But yeah. why would you go fight Max Crosby? Hey, he's got to show. He's got to show these guys that hey, he's not fucking scared of anybody. And I give him props for that. I give him props to go after Max Crosby. God bless. Um, I can remember when people tried to fight fucking Brett Favre. And they see what they got with his big country ass. Well, and you'll you'll thoroughly enjoy this. On the other side of this, uh, Trayvon Diggs told his quarterback, Dak Prescott, to quote-unquote, shut your bitch ass up, and to which uh, Prescott just walked away. He lived your dream. He got to live your dream, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. He looked at him. No, and, because and, if Trayvon Diggs was living my dream, he would have Superman punched him from across the field, <laughs> ran up, 
got lifted off the ground and punched him in the eye. Yeah, shut your bitch ass up. Yeah, good, good. I like that. I I'd still, every time Trayvon Diggs comes up, I, I always just remember. Remember, they got Stephon Gilmore, too, this year. Right. They're going to be— the, Their corners the, the are going to be nice. Is, their, their defense is going to be top five. It's, it's the reason that they're considered yeah. one of the real deals. Um, and I get that. I, I get it, too. Um, you, are you are you good today? What? You just sat here and told me that you thought I, they could the finish Dallas, in last place the Dallas in the division. Cowboys and, and they finished last. He did, defense. he did. He did agree with me when I said they're either going to be a big flop and a big bust, or they're going to. There's a chance their they defense make the is going to be a top five defense with what they have on their team. Their offense will put up stupid amounts of points and still fucking lose. Um. I, it's just every every time I think of Trayvon Diggs, I'm just so excited for that inevitable. And I don't know how we haven't had it yet, but that one. Day, and you know what, Gilmore's coming back and he's healthy too. That's going to be big for them. That's huge. And they're yeah. and they're, they're loaded. They have two of the best pass rushers in the league. One of the best linebackers. Anyways, real quick, I just one day I want it on the record. I can't wait to one day see Trayvon versus Stefan Diggs to see the brothers go at it. That would be awesome. That's going to be a great time if it ever. Ha- I think it would be next year. I think Dallas and Buffalo are due to play each other next year. So. Uh, one more thing on the quarterback topic before we move on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers took a pretty substantial pay cut this week. Huge mm-hmm. pay cut. Um, and in what people are calling the Brady move, because for I'm sorry for what twenty a, years, a decade. Yeah, I mean, he did that for a decade. Correct. Uh, I mean, is this Matt Stafford was making fucking ten million dollars more a year than he was? <sighs> My God. So I think, uh, I think this started uh, because Mahomes was recently asked. Pat Mahomes, who's arguably the best. I would say he's the best quarterback in the league, even though I still build my team around Joe Burrow. Um, yes. Mahomes was was said, you know, it's tough because now he's all of a sudden the eighth highest paid quarterback in the league, and he's got more Super Bowls than anybody in the league, and he is the best quarterback in the league. And yeah, well, Brady be, was like 15th in the league. Yeah, when exactly. All this exactly. shit was going on. And it's also soon to be ninth be, uh, highest yeah. pay because Joe Burrow is going to get more than Mahomes. Oh, yeah. And Mahomes is like, it's tough because I want all my guys to get paid. Like, I want Travis Kelsey to get paid. I want Chris Jones to get paid. But also, like, I know I'm the best. And I want to be compensated accordingly. I appreciate what he does. And it goes back I, to what I, I said about the I think with his endorsements backs. alone, because yeah. he is basically the face of the NFL, mm-hmm. he has no need to worry about something like that. These guys. That is utter horse shit right there. Your Saquons and your Mahomes, like, please start taking advantage of your endorsements. Because if yes. you want that to be the case, like, of course, ten million is a lot we, of money. We already see Pat Mahomes all over TV. Yeah, give me a break. Brady even make turn. a statement like that is stupid. At every turn, he he was talking about how he couldn't shave his hair this year because Head and Shoulders will be pissed. You know, so I've heard that he wants his guys to get paid, and he also wants to get paid himself. But also, like, if you want to get, you know, you're looking at it the right way. Ask for a couple more million dollars here, or there, and then make sure your guys eat as well, and then go get your endorsements. Just get get your endorsements and then call it a day. And I think that's going to be the new normal. Do you what, think? Do you know what he got paid last year? Do you know what he got paid off? It's it's fifty, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how many guys it takes to make fifty million dollars on that team? A lot. Probably fucking half the offensive line. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Do you think what, Burrow? What is he talking about? Do you think Burrow takes doesn't take that number one spot in order to yeah get guys like Jamar Chase, Sam Hubbard, all those That's guys. Exactly I what think he's Burrow do. doesn't end up on top. 
but still gets – I think a, a, what's going to set Burrow's contract apart is it's going to be guaranteed. A lot of – most of it, if not all of it, is going to be guaranteed. And, yeah, I think he wants a scenario. Burrow knows that he can't eat as much without T. Higgins being there. At, at a minimum, without T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Correct. At a minimum. And, yeah, I think Joe Burrow especially is going to want to see Jamar Chase get paid because that's his boy. That's who he played with in college and who he who – had success with in college, so I I think that Joe Burrow's cognizant of that. He's another he, listen. Deal. He's another guy that utilizes his endorsements, so I wouldn't worry about him either. And how about Joe Burrow compared to these running backs that are walking out? Joe Burrow has been injured, I think, in every training camp. Mm-hmm. Got in, reported without his contract that he wanted last week. Got injured. Knows he's still going to get it, and knows he's still different positions, quarterbacks and running backs, apples and oranges, but. I mean, that's the standard. That's why he's one of my favorites, and he's just the dude. Joe Burrow's the the truth, and I appreciate what he's doing. Um, So we talked about this. What? (laughs) Nothing. Go ahead. We talked about this a little bit in regards to the quarterbacks, but the the training camp hype. Are we we buying in on some of these guys? I mean, like so far, we've heard – I've heard names that you've never even think about hearing about how great of a training camp that they're having. Austin Doolin. Ashton Doolin. Austin, Ashton, Ashton Doolin. Whatever is, there, is there a guy that we've, we've seen so many fucking clips for the last 10 days? Is there a guy that you actually watch the clip? Or if, is there someone that you guys are excited about? Because there's just so many names. There's so, oh, this guy's going to have a big year. Every Packers receiver is going to have a monster. Have a monster All these guys that are replacing uh, Juju Smith-Schuster in Kansas City are going off. Is there someone that stands out to you guys? I actually have one. Go I ahead. I do, too. Go ahead. Go it's going to be the same guy, so I want you to go first. Okay. I don't think it's going to be the same guy. All right. Because this is – and he's going he's gonna to talk a ton of shit right now. Here we go. I've heard I have just heard nothing about anybody more in the receiver position than Mike Evans as of late. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a ton of people who expect that the Tampa offense is going to really fall off. And I can't disagree with them, but I think Mike Evans is a top five receiver in this league. And I still think I think he is some guy that is worth the hype. And everybody so far in training camp says that it didn't matter who was playing quarterback, the rapport he's had with both of them has been good. And he has looked like he is in absolute perfect form. I, I'm still all in on him. Uh, who do you have? Mine's a rookie out of all these like rookies, and you and you see names and like who's gonna take. I saw a tweet that was like who's gonna take the year two leap out of these rookies, and Jamo wasn't even on the list, which was hilarious. But um, I do have a rookie. I think that's gonna be an actual monster this year and could make or break this team. It's Jalen Hyatt for the Giants. I've I've heard nothing but good things about Hyatt. Who they stole. Yeah. And when I actually watch the the clips of him, his route running is Justin Jefferson-esque in terms – I think Justin Jefferson, maybe not the best receiver in the league. I know a lot of people have him number one. He's I the most he violent route runner in the league. It's violent. It's, it's, it's roller coaster whiplash watching defenders try and keep up with him. And Jalen Hyatt has that with speed. And I thought Jalen Hyatt was first-round wide receiver quality too. Um, he didn't go – did he go in the first round? Right? Did they take? Yeah. Did they take him with their? Yeah, um, I th- I think he's good. Uh, I think all of Hen and Hooker's receivers were good last year at Tennessee, and I'm excited to watch Jalen Hyatt on the field with um, on the field with Daniel Jones. I think that's the best re- actual pass catching receiver he's ever had to throw to. Not Kadarius Tony, and I'm excited to see what Jalen Hyatt does. But there's a lot of names that we just keep getting shoved down our throats. 
And that's the only one that I actually agree with is I think Jalen. Well, Hyatt's if you got all the running hit. backs in Seattle are hurt, Kenny McIntosh, who's ripping off big runs in training camp here, he could be the guy. Mm-hmm. He could be the guy there. Everybody's, you know, thinking that uh, Kenneth Walker is going to be the guy. And it feels like whoever San- uh, yeah. C- Seattle's ever thrown in at running back has always done well. Yeah, yeah. So I could see but Kenny McIntosh. the same way. Whatever running backs thrown in there does well. Um, that the Seattle running back topic, uh, we need to discuss in a little bit more depth. But I will say, uh, Jalen Hyatt. So supposedly he might be the next big thing. Supposedly, I think so. He was clocked at camp at twenty four point two miles per hour, which would be an NFL record, beating Tyreek Hill at twenty three point two miles an hour. Jamo's so, gonna break it. J-Mo will break it. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's seen what this guy can do yet. J-Mo's faster than all of them. Uh, jumping back. Week seven. Joe Burrow. Uh, I know we just talked about him. He's going to miss, uh, supposedly, it could be anywhere from four to eight weeks with a strained calf. He could end up missing the first couple weeks of the season. I don't know. Strained calf. That didn't look good when he went down. That's I, I, That didn't to look To me, good. there was a little bit more there. I know they started slow last year. Didn't they start yeah, a little bit slow did. last year? And then they, they still did. ended up rebounding, still ended up in the championship game. I don't think they – they didn't win the division, right? Did did the Ravens win – the Ravens did win the division, didn't they? No, I think – No, Cincinnati, they won, Cincinnati the won the division. So yeah. they started slow and did fine. I think this is not the year that you could start slow in No, the I agree with that. And I know their schedule is loaded. It would be hard for them to make up ground. Yeah, because I still – I'm sticking to Barring my guns. Injury. I'm sticking to my guns on the Ravens. I still think the Ravens are going to be the truth this year. And I, a lot of people are talking about the Steelers now more than ever because George Pickens has been one of those guys that's going off in camp. Yeah, Don't even stop. Don't even think about mentioning Darnell Washington. Just shut the fuck up. Um, we, we agree on it. We agree on Darnell Washington. You don't need to talk about him, but, um, that's, this isn't the year that you want to start slow in that division. They're, they're not going to have as many. Everybody's gunning. Everybody's gunning. Uh, the other one was Jalen Ramsey. Um, does this affect them? Does Jalen Ramsey affect them? I think it affects them a little bit more than we like to think. They had a good secondary to begin with. I I don't think so. I think that I I don't think so. Listen. This is what led me to believe that. They went out and signed Eli Apple afterwards. That's to get another body in there. Listen dude. to me. Eli Listen, they got to replace the body. Like, Eli Apple is like signing fucking Bruce. I'd rather sign yeah, Bruce but, than Eli you know what? Apple. If you t- even if you take Ramsey out, their secondary is very I, good. Listen to me. I think that Jalen Ramsey thing, I think it's big for the locker room. I think it's big on the field. He's, I, he's there, though. He, like, there was a clip of him today. And he's in there coaching. He's got the the knee brace on, and he's coaching the DBs. So I think he's the type of guy that's gonna be. It's like it's like CJ Gardner Johnson. Right. He's he was a luxury signing for them, but or trade whatever it was. But he's important to the room. If he's right. there, I know what you're saying. If, if he's, he's there, there then that's definitely better than than him being away from the team. For and me. they got Vic Fangio now, who they didn't have last year, who's considered one of the bigger D gurus. Yeah. So and their defense was decent last year, but that's that's one of the, in that division I could see it being a big deal. Agree. Every piece counts in that division right now. Yeah. Every piece counts. Um the other big name that went down, Cooper Cup, uh had to be escorted or helped or however you want to put it off the field by training staff after suffering a hamstring injury. Uh MRI revealed a pulled hamstring. That's one of those injuries that kind of if it's not a hundred percent perfect and you you know sit 
your two months, it could be uh, something that lingers all year for him. Go ahead, Uncle Sam. You've been high on the Rams. You, uh, you waver on the Rams, but I know you've been – he's one of the reasons that – Listen, you... they drafted a lot of guys this year. Uh, they had like 13 draft picks. There, I... There's going to be a lot of guys that nobody knows who they are coming out of this Rams team, and you're going to be like, holy shit. And that's contingent on Stafford yep. not being a piece of shit, too. So, Correct. I don't know. I, I don't think sold. he will be. I think Stafford's in better shape the last two years than he's been in his whole career. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Because he'll, he'll like, throw the ball to, like, if Ben Skronik or listen, somebody like if that. This team make doesn't him a have, fucking superstar. If this team doesn't have Cooper Cup, they're a four-win football team. No, because they won five games last year. Didn't have them. They had him for a chunk of the year. Who's Stetson Bennett going to throw to? Tune in uh, to find tutu out. Atwell. My there you go. For Tutu Atwell tutu or Atwell. Puka Nakuka. You fucking kidding me. I'm not kidding. Puka Nakua. <laughs> there we go. Or Lance McCutcheonton. Go ahead. Take your pick. Ben Skronik? I don't see. Oh, Ben Skronik. Ben Skronik is their wide receiver three right now. There you go. Awesome. Well, no. He'll be the Excuse guy. Excuse me. Wide receiver two with cup out behind right. Ben Jefferson. Exactly. Some guy that you're real Whoa. high on. Come on. Ben Skronik. Yeah, great. <laughs> ben Kronik. Might as well call him Wes Welker. Ben uh, Kronik. Kalijah Kansi, non-contact leg injury. That one. Whenever you hear that, those words together, non-contact leg that's injury. That's scary. That's a heart dropper. Obviously, a guy with a ton of upside. First-round pick for Tampa. I, that 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 would just be absolutely. I think it's not crazy bad. I think it's like a month to six weeks. It's similar to Burrow, but well, yeah, hopefully that's all it is. You don't want your first round rookie ever to miss training camp, let alone yeah. time in the season. The training camp's key. Getting getting live reps in the NFL is key. Uh, and then obviously we discussed the Denver wide receiver situation. Terrible. Tim Patrick torn Achilles done for the year. Uh, KJ Hamler had some what a, some sort of. Was it his a heart procedure? issue? Uh, uh, but he'll be back. He will be back. And he might even be back for the regular season. But just a quick note on KJ Hamler. He's from here. I think he went to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Good football player. I've always wanted him to do well. I think Denver was a really shitty situation for him to end up in because things just keep going south with every turn for him. Um, so there you go. It's gonna. That's what's going to be make or breaking Russ is if KJ Hamler is there. And Tim Patrick's a very tough loss for Denver. That's a huge loss for this guy. This guy can't stay healthy, man. He gets hurt every year. Uh, The Seattle running back room, again, we already touched on this, but Zach Charbonnet out indefinitely with a shoulder injury. I mean, like you said, every year the Seattle running backs get hurt, and every year they find some dude that they just toss in there, and it works. Kenny Uh, McIntosh. That's how Kenneth Walker came in. Right, I had yeah. Kenneth. I drafted Kenneth Walker last year and held on to him till week six and traded him coincidentally for Cortland Sutton. And uh, he, Kenneth Walker popped off after I traded him, but he only got in because there were injuries. You know, right? Everyone went down in front of him, and I think that that's how this is going to go. It's a, just a test to Pete Carroll. Whoever you plug in back there gets the job done. So Kenneth Walker's dealing with a groin, and Pete Carroll said today, "quote unquote," could be out a while. So neither of those sound all they'll too be, they'll be fine. Optimistic. They'll be fine. Uh continuing our running back talk. The Dalvin Cook visit with the New York Jets. Um one thing I'm gonna say is I was kind of surprised he didn't come out of there with a deal. It it seemed like it, it was heading. It seemed like that. that was happening. Like he was there, he was out and about in the town, eating, 
talking to people. Like, went to practice. Went to a bunch. Yeah, he was at practice. I mean, it seemed like there was no way he was leaving town without a deal. But he did. Uh, I don't know what that really means because it seems like everything went great. Is there a situation where it didn't? Uh, yeah, and and I saw a report today that he could just be meeting. He, the Jets interview was designed to make it seem like he has interest from other teams. I know he's still supposed to, if it didn't already happen, still supposed to meet with New England. Um, I wouldn't be shocked still if he ends up with the Dolphins. I I would not be shocked if this is just all a ploy to get more money from his hometown team that's got the best standing in that division, in my opinion. Or Dallas. I still I still could see Dallas coming in. Um I'm not sick of this saga yet, but I'm getting there because training camp's almost over, and it's like, all right, what's the deal, dude? Where are you going to sign? But I could see a scenario where he was either never going to the Jets or that it just didn't go well. I could see that because he's not going to be the featured piece on the Jets. And the only reason if I'm the Jets and I'm talking to him is if something's wrong with Brees Hall. Right. I know you're a big Brees Hall guy, Uncle Sam. I, I you think Brees, Brees, Hall, Brees Hall is easily a top five guy. Easily. What he's healthy. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out at this point, but also like I'm almost sick of it. You're taking a healthy Brees Hall over a healthy Delvin Cook. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Brees Hall catches passes. He does it all. Could you imagine both of them? And who's more akin to Aaron Jones, who is arguably the best running back Aaron Rodgers ever had? It's down to him, Amon Green. I don't even know who else they had. The, I don't know. I don't know who else. Who who are you taking? Who's Jamal more Williams. suited to, to Aaron Rodgers? Is it Brees Hall or is it Delvin Cook? I think it's Delvin Cook. I think it's Brees Hall. You do. I just think Brees Hall isn't a hundred percent right now. I think that's the problem. I I I love the idea of having both. That of that whole guys. team, their whole complexion yeah, so of that I. team. I love the idea so of having both of them. When Hall went down, so do I. But I think that the Jets need Delvin Cook more than Delvin Cook needs the Jets. That's so what I think there. Does this bring, like you said, New England? Miami and Dallas are all back into the picture here now. I guess right? I still think it's Miami. You do. I, I'm. I, I, New, it just New England, makes too New England's going to sign Ezekiel Elliott, and I think Zeke goes to New yeah. England. I think that's how those two are going to play out. Yeah, Zeke did visit the Patriots, so yeah. that that one. I'd like to see. How him would run, we feel? About I would love to sign. see him running around in a Patriot uniform, just smashing people. I mean, I don't, I think it's still Stevenson's backfield. Even oh, if Zeke's too. there. I think it'd be a nice little uh change of pace for Stevenson. I don't know how out. I don't know how Zeke will roll with that though. I oh, mean this is what it is, dude. He took that Ezekiel Elliott's not the guy that you want to put in. He did that last year. He split carries with Pollard And, and last look how it year. ended. Look how it ended. I don't know. I, I'm not in love with that right the now. The only reason why he's not a cowboy is because of the money. Period. Otherwise, he'd still be there. My thoughts on Zeke right now are that I think the the possibility of him ending up back in Dallas is starting to grow. Okay. Because I didn't expect it to go on for this long. I think he could end up back there, personally. Um, I've been stalling this as long as we could here to see if we get anything out of it. Alvin Kamara is meeting with Roger Goodell today to discuss his potential suspension, which it seems like we can confirm that he is going to be suspended. I guess the big question mark right now is how long. Uh, obviously, there, he got into a physical altercation in Las Vegas last year. And like you said, this has been going on for a, a year and a half, mm-hmm. two years. Uh, we expected it to be last year. It wasn't last year. Now, 
he is in New York today meeting with Goodell to discuss the suspension. Um, he's no longer facing any felony charges. Uh, he took a plea agreement and got it. I don't even know. It's just a plea agreement to make sure that there was no felony charges. What do you? How do you see the outcome of this? He gets suspended. I don't think he make or breaks them this year. He still has a lot to give in the league, Alvin Kamara, but he's clearly lost a step the last couple of years. They got Jamal Williams for a reason, and uh, Kendra Miller is going to do some dance. I think he's the guy to, to look forward to there. I think he's going to be a fantasy sleeper, and I'd be very wary of that. But I don't know. what's What do, you, what do we think? Four to six games for something like this? Whatever happens. I don't know the context. Uh, if he doesn't get six out. games, it's bullshit. I'd be shocked if it's less than six games. I mean, if he doesn't get he six beat games, the shit it's bullshit. out of that guy. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, we've seen it. He stomped him. He kicked him. He stomped the he, shit out. He, he deserves at least... At least six games. I think but it could who be more knows? Than that. Because if you're gambling in a hotel room somewhere and uh, you, you get suspended for six games for you, no reason. You're firing me up over here. Oh, God. Uh, so Nickelodeon actually had a little piece of news. Oh, God. They are going to be doing a slimed out version of the Super Bowl. Yeah, don't you dare insult Broadcast the slime cast, live. Uncle Sam. It's going to be the slime cast. I know they've done it with a few Dude, playoff I, games. When I need it's a break, I need a break of the no. tension that the tension that playoff football brings, I, I flip over to the slime cast. I'm like, damn, this is tight. This is so damn I don't cool. like it. The slime zone. Um, I don't like it. You know I'm, I'm into it, and this is a great way to get more viewers for the Super Bowl. You, the kids are going to stay up for this shit. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, but I, I agree no with fun. The kids will want to watch it. I want to keep it alive. I don't care if the kids want to watch it. You don't have to watch it. You don't have you to turn it on. You don't have to watch it? Yeah. I'm not Did watching you watch it. any of the Peyton cast last year? No. Oh, you don't like the Manning? Oh, my God. Manning, I like the, the Manning cast. is incredible. Listen, I, I have watched the Manning cast. Okay. I don't I mean, mind What's it. the difference? It's just a different What do you thing? mean, what's the difference? You I like the Manning cast. I don't like Nick I'm so in on the I'm so in on the I like South Park. I mean, less so for the Super Bowl, but I've always flipped the slime cast down when it's on. I think they do a great job with it. It's so stupid that I love it. It reminds me of my childhood. The slime cannon when they score. Like, give me this. I want the real life slime cannon. I want to be covered you know in green goo. You know what I think about when it comes to Super Bowls and football and John Madden and Pat Summerall doing the game? They rolling in their grave. That's it. R.I.P. Both of those guys. Um, That's what I think about. I'm going to botch the shit out of his name. It doesn't matter his name. It matters what he did. Iyoma Uwarzirki. You want to give that one a shot? I'm going to go Iyoma Uzurike. Uzurike? Okay. Uzurike. Uh, he fucked up. He fucked up. And this is deeper. There's been some tweets coming out now that uh, the FBI is getting involved in oh, this. Oh, man. Um, Two they have years. Been questioning well-known. have seen the FBI since Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> well-known casino executives in R. Las R. Vegas are being questioned in relation to an illicit sports betting operation that involved NFL executives and athletes per at Las Vegas local, uh, some major names in the NFL could potentially be taken down. This came out within the last uh, hour. Is Pete Carroll involved in this? I, I don't know, but he's an all-around good guy, and you know first, that. Sure, he is. This was the first domino to fall, and he's facing two years in prison. That's it for betting on his own games. And I, you think he'll get the same sell as um, as Henry Ruggs? He might. They they might be cellmates. They're in the same division. Yeah. Well. You know, the Lions were actually high on this guy. Were they really? Yeah. 
coming out of Iowa State. They they had uh, oh he bet on Iowa State games too. Correct. He was that's where he went to school. Yeah, yeah. He was betting so, on games. His yeah. own games in college. This guy was like betting on himself. He wasn't yeah. just. Betting. I hear you. That that's tough. That's tough. That's to, some shit. But see, you want to know what the, what's fucked up about this? Shit like this. Shit like this. Is why JMO got six. Bingo. Games. Is is why when right. they're sitting there betting well, on JMO, JMO ain't gonna sit here and do two years for Christ's sake. He well, wasn't running the betting ring. No, but now I mean, when you have a situation like this, this is serious shit now. When the fucking Whatever. FBI is investigating. Listen, when, 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 feds, I, when I see a here. major yeah, player fuck. like Aaron Rodgers or Patty Mahomes go down for fucking gambling, then I'll believe they it. They never would. I think it's all bullshit. They ne- but it's I think not it's all bullshit. Be, when they're saying big name, I mean, it's not going to be. You're not going to see Patrick Mahomes go down for it. Oh, yeah? It's Why the, not? Because it's I'm not, sure he's bet on games. I'm sure he has. I, I'm sure he bets on everything. Can I ask you a question? And if it is, isn't him, it's his little Brittany or whatever. Whatever. Name. Let Brittany go bet. ahead. Fuck it. If you're Patrick Mahomes, you're making $50 million a year and you're betting anything on anything, you're a listen, fucking idiot. Listen, Michael Jordan, probably one of the richest athletes ever. It's a fucking gambling problem. He's his, depend on everything. His dad, his dad was murdered over gambling, over a gambling debt. That's why uh, allegedly, was, allegedly, oh, allegedly, excuse, excuse allegedly. It, it's true, but allegedly, that's fair. No, but I, you, you understand what I'm saying? Michael Jordan used to fucking play quarters with the with the guys in the locker room. The, apparently, with the, with the people that worked there, if, and he would fucking be taking dollars from them and be like, "Yo, me a dollar." If you ask Give the dream dollar. team, if you ask any member of the dream team, like the the first memories that come up for all those guys was the amount of fucking gambling they did in Spain and on yes. the plane. That's yes. the first thing that like Charles Barkley talks about is the gambling that they were doing on the fucking golf course. Him uh, and Jordan yes. on the golf course gambling constantly. Um, that 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 could be. You FBI. understand what I'm saying? You you would think it's stupid for like Patty Mahomes to to gamble. Believe me, he probably does, and it probably isn't for sure. I'll bet you ten dollars on that. <laughs> hey, you, you know what I mean? It's it's not. These guys don't bet millions. Well, I I, I don't agree with that. But this guy probably did. This guy probably. You know, Jordan was at one. We time. got we got the feds here, right? Yeah. Uh. So something else that that needs to be addressed here is we've been getting quite a bit of hate on Instagram, especially in the real section on our Lions talk and how nobody cares about the Lions and the Lions are a garbage organization and nobody wants to hear anybody talk about the Lions. Anybody who thinks that way, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Because guess yeah. what? This is our fucking team. Yeah. And we're this a Detroit, be, this is, this we're is a Detroit they, based show. At the end of the day, if this you is don't all like Detroit us talking about right. the Lions, don't fucking watch. Yeah, don't yeah. watch us. Fuck you. Yeah. Go cheer on Kirk yeah. Cousins. And if you're not Vikings. from the state and you tune in to tip balls for other yeah. NFL related, still fuck you. Or I don't give a shit. Give, and give me your, your name and number, I'll be by your house. Don't your watch Suck and Real and just watch the full episode and you'll see that we don't talk about the Lions the entire time. Yeah. If you want to talk shit about the Lions, Uncle Sam will find you in teabag. That's it. Anyways, T-bag. we're going to talk about the Lions now. Easy. Um, there's been some rumors coming out of camp that Jameson Williams has not looked good at all so far in training camp. I've seen... The exact opposite of that. So there is a, there is a big thing on Monday. It, all it takes is one fucking tweet. Everyone runs with it. And then today the counter happened. It was one tweet of someone that probably didn't watch shit, and everyone runs with it. But he had a drop in the red zone on Monday. 
And then on top of that, he got in a fight with Starling Thomas, who, by the way, we're, we're going to talk about Starling Thomas if we don't run out of time. He got in a fight afterwards, and all people could key in on was that J-Mo dropped a ball in the red zone and got in a fight with Starling Thomas. Not that earlier in the, in the same practice session, mind you, by the way, mind you, Monday was Jamison Williams' first ever padded training camp practice. Now, he's had padded NFL practices. He's obviously played in a game. He played in Alabama. But it was his first ever NFL practice where guys' jobs are on the line. Guys are, are they're playing for their careers. So the intensity and the heat, it's all ramped up. So, of course, there's fights. Travis Kelsey's gotten in a fight every other fucking day. Fights are just, they're nothing. The star DN from the Raiders got in a fight with the starting quarterback last week. We just talked about it. Nobody used to get in as many fights as Vontez Burfitt. Vontez Burfitt fought everybody. <laughs> his own team, the other team, whatever. Who gives a shit? So I don't want to hear about Jamison Williams having low character because he got in a fight. I want my guys to be intense in training camp on both times, good for, on both sides. Good for Starling Thomas, too. But to key in on J-Mo because he had a couple drops, well, guess what? Today, he lit it up. That's why it's training camp. It's training camp. I'm not getting hung up. We just had this conversation. I'm not getting hung up on any clips in training camp, especially what the receivers are doing, unless they're going up against good cornerbacks, where J-Mo did actually roast uh, Cam Sutton today, who's uh, cornerback one. So okay. good for him. Bad yeah. for Cam Sutton. But I'm not getting hung up on any of this until I see it in the game. And I don't want to hear any J-Mo slander. Uh, oh, he's a thug. He posts all these nasty pictures. I don't give a shit. I don't want to hear it either way. I don't want to hear he's going to be the end-all, be-all and the best receiver they've ever had. I want to see it on the field. I want this kid to get a fair shake, which he hasn't gotten yet. I don't want the Charles Rogers effect. I don't want any of that shit. Let's just see it. And I trust why Jamison Williams is going to have a good year this year. It's because he's going to have it. He's in a really great situation in a really good wide receiver room with really good people around him, number one. And number two, he's built the rapport with Goff. He was at all of those California throwing sessions that Goff and Amonra had this summer, okay? He's a year and a half into the system, and yeah, it's bullshit that he's going to miss six games. That's on him. That sucks that he got suspended for the six games. But you know what? Dan Campbell came out today and said, we're going to get him as many preseason reps as possible. He didn't have those last year. So I want to just let the chips fall, and I'm so sick of hearing any negative slander and even the positive stuff. I'm sick of hearing it. I just want to see this guy on the field at that point, at this point, and I'm excited to see him on the field. Um, what are your expectations for him this year? So obviously he's only going to be in 11 games. He's not wide receiver one, but I, I think there's a scenario where once he, him and Goff are in sync, you know, like it took a second for Tyree Kill to get in sync with both Tua and with with Pat Mahomes. Once he's in sync, he's going to be a guy that's going to be open. He He's another violent cutter when he's running his routes, and he's got speed, unmatched, unparalleled, like one of the fastest guy in the league type speed. And you can't teach that, and if the quarterback can get you the ball, good things happen. Do I think he's wide receiver one? No. He might not even be pass catcher number two too but he could be number three and maybe it evolves from there and i just want to see him make plays i want him to be open downfield when Goff tosses the ball up 50 yards that's what i want i want to see one or two of those a game for jameson williams do you think he finishes the year in 11 games with better than 503 500 yards he better three touchdowns he, uh, yeah so it, i think it's the he better thing because you're not getting return on investment if he's not right I, I, yeah, and I do. He's I, a twelfth overall pick. Yeah. So last year, Chark played in eleven games. He had five hundred and two yards of receiving, and three. But touchdowns. he was hurt. He was hurt too. Okay, but 
I mean, the expectation for J-Mo in 11 games, I agree with you. He better have be over 500 yards. I, I think he's going to be over 500. I think there's a ch- like the, like the positive end is he's over 100 yards a game average, which would probably put him at maybe finishing at 1,000 yards in the 11 games or 1,100 yards would be great. And I'm hoping for like six or seven touchdowns. I'm not expecting his, him to be the red zone threat. His game reminds me a lot of Deshaun Jackson. He's going to be that guy to take a top end off a of defense. He's exactly. And, he's, and he's not he, the red zone threat. He might only get two catches, mm-hmm. but he's going to have 78 yards and possibly a touchdown. And that's good for you me. Know. That's, that's good, good for me. That's good. Amon Ra last year had 1,161 yards and six touchdowns. How many catches did he have? Uh, 106 receptions. Yeah. He's nowhere Damn. near that. He, I mean, he's one of the best receivers. He's in not going to have 100. Correct, but Shark had 500 yards off 30 receptions. Right. I, I think JMO totally beats that. I don't know how they're going to use him. I don't know if they look at him as the guy that's not just the top off the defense guy. I think he's the top off the defense guy. I think they're hoping, and you could tell by the way his, they his used him last year. His game in college year. was he could take the top off a of defense but he was catching these short to mid-range passes. Yes. And just just yes. nobody could catch it. It's the him. yards after contact. Yes. Like what how much damage if, if it's a 15-yard cut in the middle of the field or if goes outside. If he's running an Abon Ra St. Brown pattern. He's he's going to take it. You better about do every some damage. You better do some damage on the yeah. back end and I think that's what the Lions are hoping yeah. for with him. Uh we have a couple undrafted free agents to talk about. You started to tell us about uh Starling Thomas, um, but Stephen Gilmore, brother of Stefan, uh, has thrown up a flare for you. Tell us about it. So Starling Thomas, number one, it seems like is going to make the team. I think he's CB six. Um, if you have an injury, you're he's going to get time, and that's how that's what led to Jerry Jacobs. That's also what led to Kirby Joseph. Yeah, is is guys got injured, they get time, and Emmanuel Mosley isn't here, so these guys are both making the most of it. Stephen Gilmore. In the event that they waive him for practice squad, I think he's going to be on the team at some point this year because there's always cornerback injuries, number one. Number two, if they waive him, I, I guess he's had good enough of a camp that where another team could probably pick him up. And I just like his name. I like his brother. And it sounds like there's a very realistic chance for sure Starling Thomas, but that Gilmore also makes the team. Whose bubble pops from there? I don't know. Um I don't think that either of these guys are versatile. I think they're going to play corner. I know the Lions like guys like Will Harris and Ifetu Melifonwu and, and Brian Branch and C.J. Gardner-Johnson that could that are versatile and that can play corner and can play safety. I don't think these two guys are that, so it works against them. But seems like Starling Thomas is a lock. Keep seeing his name. And we'll see on Gilmore, but apparently he's having a monster camp. Um. So the, we we talked a little bit about tight ends last week, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess one has officially fallen out of the running. Uh, Zilstra, Shane Zilstra, done for the year and has been cut. So yeah, I think but they, they talked injury, about bringing him back. Yeah, they so. injury waved him just in, yeah. so he's been cut in the short term. But when he comes back, you know they they have a sh- and it's the same thing happened with Tom Kennedy, who are two guys right. that contributed down the stretch last year. Thank you for your service. Um, but I also think those two rooms are loaded enough to where it shouldn't be an issue. Wouldn't be shocked to see them back with some injuries, but um, yeah, I, I guess Zilstra was having enough of a camp to where he was going to make the competition between him and James Mitchell matter. But they're they're fine at tight end, it seems like, and we'll see. Where yeah, I wouldn't with. worry too much. about I'm not fretting on either of those losses. Uh, any other guys that you could see? ending up on the cutting room floor here 
the, there's some guys that go back to the Patricia era. It seems like Logan Stenberg, who's a hybrid guard tackle, yeah. he might not make it. So I, I think that the big battles right now are corner, which is loaded. We just talked about two UDFA corners that can make it. Corner is loaded. I think running back is they got some depth there. They just signed Justin Jackson again. Um, Do you think who, Craig Reynolds makes the team? I, I think the way as it stands right now, he's probably RB3 or 4. And he's done enough for them to where they're not going to cut him. Jefferson might be the odd man out. Jefferson could be. I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm shocked that Mohamed Ibrahim's name hasn't come up enough. but I don't think he's going to make it. He's I don't think he's going to make the, the, the 53. I think he's going to be in that practice squad. And they gave him the money for a reason. And they're going to let it marinate. And they're going to raise him. And that I on the down the road I have a conversation about James Houston. That's what happened to him last year. He didn't make the initial fifty three. Right. And he was talking about quitting football. There was an article that came out last week that said James Houston was ta- literally talking about quitting football. And I think I don't know if Mohammed Ibrahim's gonna talk about quitting football, but they're gonna let him marinate and get his time and there's always running back injuries. So I think they're gonna try and get him ready for mid season for a, a push and But that's what I, happened with Houston. When he finally came in because of the injuries on the defensive line last year, mm-hmm. that's the reason why he was brought up. And once he did, he excelled. Yeah. So I think he's making the 53-man roster. I don't think he's going anywhere. Ibrahim? No, uh, Houston. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Houston's an essential I, part I, of the I agree with you on, on Ibrahim. He's probably going to the practice squad, mm-hmm. most likely. Him or Jefferson, one of the two. Yeah. You know, I saw a story earlier today uh, that Josh Pascal's actually starting to – Come into his own. Good. So far in training. He was a second-round so, pick. You expect a lot yeah, of contributions yes. from guys like you, that. You've got to have that this year. So They're uh, loaded at edge rusher. They're, you they're think, loaded. Well, you led me right to well, my next question. Here's, do you think the Aquaras come into question here at any point now? Yeah. Um, I don't think one of the guys I think could get cut is Julian Aquara. Romeo, I read an article today. Not only did he tear his Achilles, but he had to have a second surgery. That's why his, yep. his rehab took him into the middle of the season last year. I think they're set at pass rusher right now between Charles Harris, who I know has had a good start. pay cut. Took a pay cut. So Romeo Aquaro is going to be there. I know Julian Aquaro is having a good camp. Um, Obviously, they re-signed Kaminsky for a reason. And um, I think that they might be set at edge rusher at this point. Charles Harris. They said he's... That's that's yeah. Bruce's guy. He's the Sam been linebacker. Talking about him. He's the Sam linebacker, Sam and he's that. the starter. They really don't start linebackers because there's guys that get more snaps than other guys. But he's there in, in as many situations as Hutch is in. It's gonna be Charles Harris. Um, but I think they're they're in good standing at at edge rusher at the moment. And whoever whoever's in there expect to be productive. Whoever's on the field expect production out of them. Um, and as far as the defensive tackles go, uh, that's a loaded room. That's too. another room that looks pretty full here. Anzawerki uh, so far, yeah. I mean, that's you draft him for a reason. We talked about it last week. He was another second round pick. You you expect production, and this organization for some reason has had really bad luck with second round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like he's doing fine, and not only that, but people figured, well, if he if he actually does practice, you know, he could be a guy that could get cut. I think it's trending towards more Christian Covington, who was their big free agent signing at DT, getting cut. But I could see their room being all five of those guys. Covington, um, they drafted Broderick Martin for a reason, obviously. And I heard he's really pushing bugs for that starting nose tackles position. I, you're you're going to see him. Yeah. You're, you're going to see Broderick Martin for a reason. They, they love his size. Five, they were talking about his size inside the den last week. Um, 
that that's a loaded room that probably burst the bubble of another pass rusher because they like versatility on their D line. They like guys that can line up anywhere. But uh, that's another loaded room, and I'm excited. I want Levi Anzarike to be what he was at the end of the 21 season and to be what they drafted because that's a major indicator of how good the defense could be. Uh, a guy like Benito Jones, you think he's on the outside looking I in right Benito's now? I think Benito is the, is the odd man out at D-tackle. Yeah, because, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who could stop the run. Just He's just a huge human being. It's hard to move those homes. Yeah. Um. We had some big news that you're going to love. Martha was at practice. Is that why you just put your glasses on? Like Martha I just sunglasses on? I just want to see where I was at. Martha was at practice. Uh, the team dedicated an entire day to her, and uh, she spoke to the team. She had a nice little That, that had to be just, just motivational. I, I'm <laughs> sure there's a little element. It was really cringy. Did you guys see the – did you see what they did? They uh, Dan Campbell walked over to the Goff and and Goff did his cadence as Martha three times Martha Martha and it was really cringe but also it, it was cool and there aren't many ninety five plus year it's her and uh, and uh, Mrs Hallis Virginia McCaskey yeah. that's it yeah how long is uh, how long how, are how long has William been gone for shit. Is it over ten years? It's been over ten years. So I think it's it meant yeah. a lot that it was that she was at practice. They ran a little play for her. She spoke to the team for a second from the golf cart, and I think that matters. Um, it's good that Sheila's been there as much as she has. Yeah. Um, I think it all matters, and and I think that that's an incentive to play because that woman got that team thrust upon her, Mrs. Ford. Even though they should have sold the team a long time ago, she got the team thrust upon her. And she's handled and, and it well she for loved, the most what part. Was his name? Jim Caldwell. Hey, she loved Jim Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah, she loved her some Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. She did. Oh yeah. So it's cute at the end of the day, and I hope it's, I hope it's motivated. Like that, that should incentivize guys to play. But we'll see. Bruce, how did you feel about um, Dan Campbell asking both the NFL and ownership? team ownership if he could have a pet lion on the sidelines i agree i thought this was last year no he did it last year they're t- they were talking about it recently though. i i oh, want him to do actually it. going through with he it. asked well no no he no asked no. ownership and they said okay but the league the league shot him, him down allowed to have a lion the oh. league shot him down yeah no shit it, that just that just continues you know on and on and on controversy that would cause like mike the tiger what? lsu yeah Go go out go out to Colorado and see a game at Colorado. They got buffaloes running down the field. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo and a lion. What's his name? The, what do you the, mean? The you buffalo has a name. I think it's Ralphie. I think the buffalo's name's Ralphie. Yeah. He's big, he's a big deal. Ralphie the hey, buffalo. They used to have the tiger at uh, LSU. At, uh, LSU. Still it's Mike the tiger. Yeah. Why can't fun. we have a lion? I thought the tiger died at LSU. The tiger always dies. The the bulldog oh, yeah, in Georgia die. always That's dies. When you keep him in a cage. <laughs> at least Dan Campbell wants to get him out of the cage. I Dan say Campbell we do probably it. Wants it on a leash, and he probably wants to. What walk the fuck are you gonna do with it? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you? Uh, it is Ralphie. They're on Ralphie the fifth. Ralphie five. <laughs> Ralphie five. Why don't Ralphie we bring five. in a real lion here? Yes, I agree. It'd be fun. I bring think, a lion in. So it was. David it was a Martha. good. That'd it was be, a good. Pardon my take. Interview with with uh, with uh, Coach Campbell it was really good. Those guys did a good job. They're in town apparently again. They're having a meetup. 
And um, they usually, for their Grit Week thing, they they get Jim Harbaugh. I think that's what they're – I'm guessing that's what they're doing. But they had a great interview with uh, – they had Josh Allen today and, and Sean McDermott, and they had a great interview on Monday with Jim Call – or, uh, excuse me, with Dan Campbell. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's what it stands from. And Dan Campbell, I'm sure you guys saw, went on his rant – because uh, he almost cried talking about football at the end of Hard Knocks. So they asked him to he talk about football. football and he, guy just loves football, and he gets emotional talking <laughs> about it. So the, I, I don't blame him for wanting the lion on the sideline, but we're, we're all set. We don't I, need it. I think Dan Campbell's cool. I want to see a lion on the sideline. I agree with him. Totally. Totally agree with him. Well, you want to know what's funny about today? What? Today is the last day, the last day that we are going without – football because technically technically there is a game tomorrow night and it is the hall of fame game and it's browns it's a versus doozy. jets it's browns a doozy. Versus jets uh, Love we got, it. we're gonna big questions will be answered in this game who will be who will come out on top between zach wilson and kellen mond uh, my mind is on kellen mond the big news for browns fans is it was kellen mond over dorian thompson robinson who they drafted um, Kellerman's got some background in the league, but I don't know if we see some of those. I, some I of these watched Jets players that Thompson we've been about. kid at UCLA. Is that where he played UCLA? Jordan no? Thompson Robinson was was UCLA. Yeah. yeah, he's actually not that bad. He was good for four years. He's, he's a big athletic guy. Yeah, I wanted yeah. the Lions to take a look at him in the sixth. I mean, I rather yeah. have Hendon Hooker, but um, it's I'm listen. I'm just excited to watch that that beginning. See see the guys in their gold jackets, and then. And then watch the beginning of that game, and then I'll probably turn it off and play video. Does games, anybody but. do we? Does anybody really give a fuck about preseason anymore? This this no. is the yes. one I watch the beginning of the Lions series typically, but this is the one thing I love watching the beginning of the Hall of Fame. Game you you know why I like it? I like to see um, how physical Ohio. they are and what they really have at depth. Yeah, that's the only reason why I watch. Things, like two and things still no, no. The two, the second and third string guys go after each. Like things still happen. There's oh, injuries, yeah. but it sucks because this is the game that features the least of the starters out of all of them, if they even play at all. Right. But, but still, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to watch I, it. I don't see why they can't put a guy like Aaron Rodgers or a guy like uh, let him get a play, tug and rub in there, and let them get a <laughs> let them get a fucking so, series old, in. Old tug and rub. No. Yeah. Let them get a fucking series in, dude. Tug and rub. What, are we that afraid of these guys that they're going to get fucking hurt? Well, I mean, yeah. they can't even not get hurt in training camp. Oh, God. I mean, come on. Where, where are we going? This is, the, this, is the, this is the problem with football in general. These guys don't, are not acclimated to getting fucking hit. Acumen. All right, before you go on this rant Acumen. about somebody else, can, can, we talk about some, can we talk about some shit that actually matters here? It does matter. That, that to me, it matter. matters. That doesn't matter. Never. That doesn't matter. Soft. What matters They're is all soft now. softball. Our season officially came to an end last night, but not in undramatic fashion. It was the bottom. Okay, excuse me. It was the top of the seventh inning. Tip balls had a six to four lead. There's a little bit of chirping between two teams. And you know what? Who was chirping? There was some I chirping. I just want to ask, who's chirping? It was, it was at low it was, key. It was actually Joseph Venditti. It was, started a, yeah. it was, was myself and a Venditti. It, it, it was the Venditti. It was myself and a Venditti brother. Oh, they, oh, they, Venditti. you know, they wanted to show us that they weren't going to go Venditti. down without a fight. Put up a couple runs. We go into the bottom of the seventh, down by one. Joe Haddad gets on base. Next thing you know, 
Big Ian Marshall comes up to the plate, <laughs> and he smacks one right down the first base foul line right over the right fielder's head, turns the fucking cannons on inside the park home run to walk off game one. And we came out in game two and got mercyed in five innings. Hold on. It's against the, the clear-cut second-best team in the league. Yeah. And we weren't expecting to beat them. We were maybe expecting to c- compete with them. But we, I, if, I think if we asked you at the beginning of the year, and I asked you at the beginning of the year, and even you, because you were on the team last time, if I said we would have finished third out of how, how many teams were there? Third eight? out of eight. Third out of eight. I would have said no. I would have said no. I would have fuck no. We won one game last yeah. time. And right. the teams that were in front of us should both be in the way one, better league. One team made it through entire they have not lost a game yet. And they mercy they had a mercy in every game except one in the regular season. And the second team that we played yesterday went through the regular season with one loss, which was two. The team the that team they're that playing. The team that didn't lose. Yeah. And so in all reality, I think we had the best possible outcome we could have asked for. It was an absolutely stellar season, you a lot got, of you, fun. You guys, it was all your emotion was in that first game. That, obviously. Was our, that first game. Who was our cares? Super I didn't yeah. think we were going to win the second game, Neither no matter I. what. But but we, it was it was so much fun the entire year. And now I'm going to give a shout out to. I'm going to name you all by name in a second. But I didn't expect to win, and the outcome was just perfect because we finished in third place. Yeah. We beat every, with last night the team that we played had beat us the last time we played them. It was close. We tied them the first game of the year, and they're a team that blew us out when we did this a couple years ago or three or four years ago, whenever it was. it was. So we beat every team except the top two teams who were so good. We had fun while we were doing it. We took it seriously. We wanted The game was at 6.15 yesterday, and we wanted everyone there by 5.30. For the most part, we, we, we were able to field a team by 5.30, and everyone oh, was yeah. committed and fun and showing up the practices. Um, it was a lot of fun. I will miss you guys. I'm excited to see you throughout the entire offseason. I'm excited to see you all. Next year as well. So we got, we'll, we'll start at the bottom. Bob, um, <laughs> Bob didn't make it. Out. Carl, Carl, and Mike. Uh, thank you guys. Um, Thanks for your service, um, R- Rory McNamara. But then, <laughs> but then from there, all three Venditti brothers, especially oh, Christopher, God. Christopher Hustle Venditti, of the year was, was like we're, that. That energy can't be contained. It's like crackhead energy. Uh, so shout out to Christopher, and then obviously Joe and Bruce. Uh, the the Randazzo brothers, PJ uh, was was probably like the dad of the team, and and uh, Jack was our pitcher who was ace. outstanding. Absolute it was, ace. It was incredible. The robot of the team. Um, PJ, Angie and Nikki, Angie and Nikki, who who were fun to watch and fun to have with us all. Angie year. was most improved in my yeah, opinion. of course, yeah. yeah. He had, kid yep. didn't even know what baseball was, and neither did Nikki, and it was fun to have them. Mm-hmm. Angie did better than me the entire year. Um, and then who else? We uh, Brian McNamara was outstanding. He's he, he was a most consistent guy on the team. Joe Haddad, Ian, uh, the entire outfield. Suey, cousin Steven, you were a pleasant surprise. I'll miss you. Connor. Connor, Marshall Connor Marshall, Squared. both the Marshalls. We had three sets of brothers on the team, and it was outstanding. Who did I miss? I know I miss people. Uh I think he actually covered everybody. No, I, I. He just threw a Suey in there. Yeah, Suey. The entire cousin the entire, Steven. Cousin Steven. If we oh, miss Justin, you. Justin, Justin, yeah. Justin, Justin, who I never yeah. met. Justin it was yep. nice to meet you. It was Absolutely. a pleasure. You were great to have around. Um, it was I know fun. I missed someone. If we miss you, you will be honored at the back. You and I. I missed you and I. Um, well, I yeah, but I mean, we go without saying. <laughs> yeah, with a heart, soul, and backbone. Heart, soul, and backbone of the team. Um, it was fun. It was great. Uh, we're going to have banquet, trophies, 
paper plate awards. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be a great time. Uh, can't wait for next year. We're coming out stronger. I'm looking right now to see if I missed anybody. And this is the thing. I'm not going to let you get off easy next year. Oh, fuck. You're going to be Forget at every... It. I don't give a fuck I'm if you play, it. but you're coming to every single like game. Best coach you're fired. <laughs> you're fucking done. He was so oh, worthless. Oh, Garrett. I miss Garrett. Oh, Garrett. Garrett, Garrett. Shout out to Gary B. Garrett didn't have shoes that weren't... He wore boots to every game up until like the last two. Boots. Well, Any, anybody had, more committed than Gary B? No. Hold on. I had two inside the park home runs. I ran that kid over in the one game. I had aggressive base running. Just shut the he's fuck so up hot, right man. now. Um, I don't even think he knows ridiculous. where he's at. We, I, I can't wait for next year. Um, yeah, like my summer's over now. Yeah, like, what the fuck are we gonna do on Tuesday? Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have a big hole on Tuesday nights. So I'm pissed about it. Around the corner, bro. that's football. true. We only got. We're gonna be doing three days a week that's here. True. That's true. We got to do three days a week. All right, before we end, it's Wednesday. The weekend is almost upon us. What are you cooking this weekend? That's to be determined. Well, I mean, do you have any ideas? I, I don't interest? know. Where, where's I don't, your heart lying? I, I, you know, I, I'm thinking about doing another rib deal. Oh. I might do ribs. Okay. Babies. Baby back. couple slabs. Uh, about three of them. Yeah. Zolo? <laughs> I'm actually doing ribeyes tonight. Ooh, nice. Um, Very nice. I just do, you know, salt, pepper, either avocado oil or I got a, I got a woman who's not really big into bad oils and GMO. So salt, pepper, um, just do them in the pan, 130 degrees, let them rest, 125 sometimes if I'm feeling feral. There we go. A little broccoli. But, I, you know, I got my usual, my chicken thighs, maybe some chicken breasts. I'm, well, I'm due. Hey, we got Michigan corn, too. I forgot. Michigan corn Michigan is low. Corn. Yep. That's a better Michigan than corn. corn. I don't work in the produce. But if these guys are swooning over Michigan corn, Michigan corn is you better good. go up Delicious. to fucking Idazos and get some today. goddamn sweet Michigan corn and rub them shits down with butter. Idazos Fruit Market. Get your corn. It was good. Yeah. I had it to, today, this morning. Go see Uncle I Sam at Outer Drive. I popped in the microwave and was burning my lips on it. So all I can tell you guys is this weekend, I'm actually I'm heading up to The Rock tomorrow. I'm going to be up north for the weekend. And uh, I got a burger dog night coming out strong. It's a burger dog. Fairway Wagyu burgers, some Wagyu hot dogs. There's no no better dogs than the Wagyu dog. That's going to be night one. Night two, I'm doing uh, ribeyes and New York strips. Real okay. Wagyu ribeyes, New York strips, absolutely. Uh, then day three, I'm going. I actually been doing these Rinaldi. I chop up a bunch of Rinaldi's. Oh yeah. Do them in kebab form oh. with some onions, zucchini, yellow squash on there. Then I do some with chicken as well. Get those going. Rinaldi, what kind of Rinaldi? Sweet. I I I, I do some hot, some sweet. I gave you guys my Come Italian sausage hot take. You got to do the fennel. You're going to do Rinaldi. You do the, the fennel. Sweet. The fennel's the sweet. Oh, all right. The fennel's the sweet. Yeah. And then then I got one other thing. I got these from Costco. It's a smoked sausage stuffed with cream cheese and jalapeno. You mentioned that a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, I'm mixing okay. those They have those at somewhere. Costco? They're at Costco, yeah. I will. The big fucking welfare package. Sausage. I'll be purchasing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be. But that's it? No ribs? No, it, no real not, pork. It's not suitable to do ribs up there. Why? Because it's just—it's it's a halal environment up there. It's, just it's a, a what? It's, a, it's just a tough environment for ribs. Why? Why? Because you're on the. It's just not doesn't work well. What does what does that mean? I don't know. It's just, it's what too happens, messy. It's too what messy. happens when you cook on a gas grill? Yeah. Anyway, anyways, anything, Ned? Nothing. What the hell? What Solo? the hell? No. 
No. I'm I'm leaving town next week, so next week's my last show. But I will be back for the end of training camp wrap, and I will be back for certainly be back for week one. So I'm on a little bit of a hiatus. So we'll we'll go hard next week just We're in case. Hard in the paint. Nothing else to add though. Uncle Sam's better on this show when he doesn't wear a hat. I agree. What? No more hats for you. Only if we put a camera on Bruce. I'm okay with that. We can. We need we can to put a camera on Bruce so I could just Superman punch no, him. I like being at the end of every episode. We should put it behind him. I feel yes, like James. You know what it's going to show. The bald spot. The bald spot. Thank like you James. so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and x.com at Tip Balls. Ah. TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. Go ahead. Get it to get that in there. Oh, Uncle Sam, happy birthday, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. I can't Mike. believe I forgot that. Happy 70th birthday. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to ring the bell and subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Music or Spotify, check us out on YouTube. You can get blinded. Throw my beard back. You can get blinded by the shine of the head. Thank you guys so much for What do you mean? Listening. It's tan. It's nice and tan. <laughs> you, you will hear from us next week.